nobody likes to talk about this like taboo topic of I'm annoyed with my dog or I'm frustrated with my dog. And I think just like saying like, we, we all have that. We all have those moments. Why not just like say I, I am feeling that way and then figure out how to make the change to get to a better life or get to a better circumstance. Hi, I'm Tori Mystic, and you're listening to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast, the only show dedicated to supporting women in all areas of the pet industry. How's your new year going so far? If you started off super pumped, then got a little overwhelmed by the goals that you set for yourself and your pet business, then today's episode comes at the perfect time. I know it does for me. I'm talking with Caroline Edmonds of Dog Mom Mentality. I love how Caroline normalizes talking about mental health for pet parents. In this conversation, we talk a lot about Caroline's new journal to help you tap into your own emotions around life with your dog. Caroline also shared some of the nuts and bolts of how she got the journal created and how she's selling it online. After listening, please go check it out and use code WWR10 to get a discount in Caroline's online shop. On her own podcast, Caroline always shares her happies and crappies, basically her highs and her lows of the week. I really love hearing about that and hearing her reflect on everything. So I thought that before I hit play on her interview, I would kick off this episode with my own happies and crappies. How does that sound? So my happy right now is actually sitting on my lap. What could it be? (laughs) My new foster puppy, of course. Get your mind out of the gutter. (laughs) My new foster puppy, Chloe, is sitting on my lap right now. She just arrived to Pittsburgh last week from Mississippi. She was found uh, at a trailer in rural Mississippi by a rescue down there. And she and about 17 other puppies were transported up to Pittsburgh last week. And they're all in different foster homes around the city. Most of the other dogs were little, like eight or nine week old puppies. Chloe's a little bit older. She's maybe minimum six months, maximum 10 months. And she's a black mouth cur shepherd mix. She's only about 35 pounds. So she's about half the size of Lucy. And she's fitting in really, really well here. She was very, very nervous the first night and the first day, and we really let her just take her time and decompress and get settled in. And yesterday, we all went for a walk together. I did try walking her by herself first. She was still very nervous. So Bert and Lucy came along for moral support. And today, we went for our second walk all together, and it was like seamless, no problems. She just really enjoyed it. And um, it's really cool to see how Bert and Lucy are helping her get settled and build her confidence. So that is for sure my happy this week. On the other side, my crappy this week is how many friends have had to say goodbye to their dogs lately. It's really crappy, you guys. I feel like every time I log on to any social media, I am seeing one of my dogstagram or one of my dog blogging friends saying goodbye uh, or announcing that their dog has crossed the rainbow bridge. And especially in the last couple of weeks, it feels like 
I've just seen so many posts like that. And I definitely have shed a few tears over these dogs that I've never met because I know (laughs) the pain that their humans are going through. And I'm actually getting a little choked up thinking about it right now. I just, I feel so grateful and lucky to have a worldwide community of people that I know so well and that I care about so much, all just because we like to talk about dogs on the internet. (laughs) That's how I know most of my friends nowadays. And it's really wonderful that we all know each other, but uh, we must have all gotten dogs around the same time. And so it's just been a little bit sad lately. So If you're experiencing that, I just want to let you know that we're here for you. I'm here for you. I'd be happy to be a shoulder to cry on. Uh, Caroline has a wonderful journal that might help you um, get through your feelings and emotions. And I'm actually working on some resources on my blog about how to deal with pet loss because I don't think there's enough resources out there about that. And I think that it's um, something like Caroline is normalizing talking about mental health. I think that this is part of that and we can normalize talking about how hard it is to lose a pet. It's like losing a family member, really. So (laughs) I would love to get to know you better. If you feel like I don't know you well enough, um, please reach out to me. Slide into my DMs on Instagram at where, wag, repeat, and make sure that you are following me on TikTok at where wag repeat podcast and make sure I'm following you back. So send me a DM over there as well. All right, so let's dive into this interview. This is my conversation with Caroline Edmonds. Caroline Edmonds is the creator of the Dog Mom Mentality brand, a community of dog owners, a podcast, a merch line, and a journal, all designed to support and empower dog owners through their own mental health and training journeys. It all started in 2020 with an Australian Shepherd mix named Layla, who became Caroline's invitation to healing. When her husband brought home Layla, Caroline's anxiety was immensely triggered by Layla's reactivity and behavioral issues. She quickly took to the internet to share the lessons that came from training her dog. From setting boundaries to sharpening her communication skills to building up her own self-confidence. Today, Caroline's platform focuses on motivating and empowering other dog owners to build their confidence and relationship with their dogs through training, play, mental health advocacy, and exploring. Welcome, Caroline. Hello, Tori. I loved like hearing you read the bio. It makes me feel like really giddy inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have such a great story. And I and I think it's just as I was reading it, I was like, well, it's kind of ironic that you were triggered by Layla being triggered. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. Totally. That's like how I always put it to other people too. It's like I have really big feelings because my dog has really big feelings. Well, and it's maybe you guys were just meant to be together because maybe someone who didn't have so many feelings wouldn't have really wanted to work with work with Layla to help her get through it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I, you know, like looking back on it, hindsight is 2020 and I wouldn't have done some of the things like, I don't think I would have been as into therapy or like finding a doctor that 
you know, understands my anxiety and things that are totally outside of dog ownership. Um, if it, if it wasn't for Layla kind of initiating all of that. Yeah. Well, let's, let's like, just dive right into it, I guess. Let's get, let's get into the uncomfortable questions right off the bat. (laughs) So do you feel like growing up, uh, and through like high school and college, did you struggle with anxiety and, and, and mental health? Yeah. So this was probably like the, the biggest thing that I've, I've learned with Layla that really brought it to the forefront. So, um, in high school and college, I, put a lot of pressure on myself to be perfect. Um, you know, my parents really weren't asking that of me in any way, shape or form. They just wanted me to do my best. Um, but to me, I was like, I have to be like all A's. I have to do everything. I have to be friends with everyone. I have to like, just do all the things and like be perfect to society. Um, and so I really struggled a lot with that and it didn't really, like I struggled, but I kept it internally. I really think that the only person that truly knew the depths of my anxiety during high school and early college was my best friend. And so it wasn't known to everybody that that was going on um, inside my head or like inside of me kind of. And that really came from seeing the stigma of mental health uh, for other people and how they were being treated, what society was thinking of them. I feel like a lot of people categorized people who were depressed as like lazy or they just didn't want to do anything. And I saw a lot of those signs in myself. And so I just masked them to the best of my abilities. Um, and then in college, you know, it, it became harder and harder as the pre- the pressure I was putting on myself became more and more. Um, and I started to branch out a little bit more in college to seek out help, uh, really get into the more like mental health space uh, and seek out help for myself, but more like I wasn't going to the doctor or I wasn't going to a therapist, but I was like reading a lot of self-help books. I was starting to get into like meditating and journaling, but it was all like, kind of in my like own little circle. It wasn't like I was sharing that part of me with anybody else still, but I was like trying to wanted to keep it secret. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then whenever Layla came in, uh, I, I think like the biggest thing was she was this reactive dog. And because I was her owner, I felt like she was an extension of me And because of her reactivity, she wasn't perfect, meaning I wasn't perfect. And so I think like that was the biggest, biggest thing that triggered me in hindsight, like looking back on it. But that's probably the, the topic that I've worked on the most, the, like the aspect of myself that I've worked on the most is like getting over this pressure to be perfect or this like caring about what other people think or look at me or us as a, as a team now. Um, and once I was able to get over that, I really feel like I, I was able to make strides with myself and with her. So that was one of the many things that I've learned with Layla, but it's the aspect of myself that I've carried with me for a very long time, even before dog ownership. Well, I think it's, it's so relatable but it's also, it's still, I think, something that people try to keep very secret 
is, is there struggles with their reactive dogs? I, I feel like, right. I feel like I had never even heard the term reactive dog, um, in my earlier pet parenting days. Well, I was going to ask you that actually, I was thinking about it and I was like, I wonder when Tori first heard reactivity because you've been in the game for so long. It's such a good question. And I just was thinking that is that, you know, I've had Labradors for over 20 years and, um, my first dog, she didn't have any reactivity. So Mm -hmm. I guess it just didn't come up for me personally with her. Um, but I I just feel like in the past, maybe five years or so, it's become something that I feel like everyone is talking about. There's more awareness of it. Um, Lucy definitely does have some leash reactivity, um, just depending on stuff. And, um, you know, you, you get people that you run into that are like, oh, well, she has an attitude problem or she's aggressive. Right. And it's yes. like, no, she's that actually afraid. <laughs> labeling thing has came up for me a lot here recently. Yeah. And, it, and it's hard. And so I think it's, I think it's very relatable that people are, attaching their dog's behavior to their performance or right. whatever you want to their call worth. it. Their worth. Yeah. And um and they're seeing that they're not good enough mm-hmm. um because their dog is not quote unquote perfect. Um, right. But there's no such thing as perfect first of all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And and so I, I I really um commend you and and I'm excited to kind of talk about how you are raising awareness about this because I I know that so many people don't want to talk about it and um and social media especially is a hard place because we feel like if you share what's really going on people are going to criticize you if you share something that went wrong with your dog, people are going to say, oh my God, you're unfit to be a dog mother. (laughs) Right. You should feel so guilty. (laughs) And I, I felt that way myself too. So you kind of created this online community and online platform to raise awareness about Mm -hmm. this. And, and what kind of response have you gotten from people when you share these struggles? Right. So I think like the biggest response is thank you so much. I don't feel as alone or thank you for, you know, getting inside my head. And I think like the, the, like the term, I don't feel as alone or thank you for making me feel not alone in this is like the biggest response that I get from people. And I think that truly shows how little people do talk about it. And the other thing that kind of goes along with it is you know, I share the struggles, but then I also share, this is where we were. This is what we've done. This is where we are now. And that gives people a lot of hope. And sometimes you, you need that, that like example of where things were to where things are now to give yourself that hope and the motivation to keep going with your dog. And I think that's something that I wish I would have had more of in the beginning or like in the deepest challenges whenever I was with Layla. I can really only name a few accounts that I kind of looked to during that time. Um, and then over time, I feel like I've I've grown more of a community. I know what accounts to go to whenever I want motivation or want inspiration, uh, especially for like the getting over certain challenges. And I think having that information out there, regardless of if it's like, you know, how I'm handling it or, you know, how Layla's handling it or like the very specific challenges that we're going through or just like generally naming, like, this is how I feel. 
or how I used to feel. And this is how I feel now. I think all of those like can really help somebody thousands of miles away on the internet with their dog because it can be such an alone feeling, whether it's with reactivity or a vet visit or, uh, you know, just they keep peeing on the carpet or something (laughs) like that. You know what I mean? Uh, Nobody likes to talk about this like taboo topic of I'm annoyed with my dog or I'm frustrated with my dog. And I think just like saying like we we all have that. We all have those moments. Why not just like say I I am feeling that way and then figure out how to make the change to get to a better life or get to a better circumstance. Yeah, you really do have to kind of um reflect on how certain situations are making you feel right. and then think about how you can make it so you don't have to feel that way again. If you, if that's right. it's a bad feeling, you know, right. Um, I, that, that's definitely happened with me and my dogs. I just, you know, I think something that we're kind of known for at least used to be was doing these photo shoots all the time. Yes. I was going to bring that up. Actually, because I remember on my podcast, you said you would get frustrated whenever you were taking the photos. Yeah. So we really don't do those anymore because it's just not that fun for the dogs or me. And um, instead, I would, you know, I'd rather spend my time doing stuff that we're going to have a positive experience. You know, Mm -hmm. I I do love being able to capture memories and moments, um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like a big production photo shoot. Right. All the time. Um, so it is important to reflect on like, oh, I didn't feel great doing that thing. <laughs> so right. <laughs> how can we change that? Um, and so speaking of, you do, you've created some journals um, or mm-hmm. a journal. Um, yes. So it's a journal with different formats, you know, okay. spiral, hardbound, or ebook. Ah, okay, yep. good. So so tell us about the journal and um and what 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 was the process? Because I know it took you a long time to create it. So, like, what was the process of that? Yeah. So it took about a year from actual idea conception to launch, which when we're recording this, it launched yesterday, October 31st. I know this will be coming out in January, but um, yeah. So it took like about a year to totally get into the hands of people. Um, Actually, it won't even be into the hands of people until like a month from now because all of the journals are made to order, which is really cool. I just have to throw that out there that I feel like I'm helping like the environment, like sustainability in that way that they're being made to order instead of like uh, ordering masses and then some going to waste. Uh, Yeah, Um, I I had an (laughs) idea for a paper, like weekly planner that you can use to plan your dog stuff with your family or dog sitter or whatever. And I still got a stack of them sitting in my closet. So it is kind of wasteful to order things in advance. (laughs) Right. But it like, it makes me happy that I found a company that's able to do that. Um, And they also have manufacturers in the UK, Australia, and Canada. So it's easier shipping-wise to get it to them instead of shipping from the US. They can ship it from the manufacturer in their country and only pay like five or six dollars versus like the $50 it would be to ship from the US. But anyways, uh, to get off of that tangent. So Honestly, what you were saying about, you know, it's so important to reflect on that feeling and then make a change if you don't want to have that feeling anymore. That's kind of like the whole 
thing of, of the journal. Um, so the journal is broken down into four different sections. There is an intention setting section. Uh, I think it's so important to have an intention with your dog and it doesn't need to be like, well, I look at intentions differently than goals. So an intention to me is almost like what some people may call like a manifestation or like their, what they want their future self to look like with their dog. Uh, so this could be, I want to live an enjoyable, fulfilling life with my dog. Okay. Like that's going to be your intention. Um, or it could be, I, I want to become more patient as a person, or I want to do X, Y, and Z, but it's more of like a bigger, broader picture and kind of encapsulates feelings that you want to have as a person. So there's an intention setting section, and then there's a goal setting section for six months. So six months worth of goal setting for you and your dogs. There's plenty of room on there. So you don't have to do it for just one dog. It's, uh, I had people test it out with two or three dogs. So good on space there. Um, and that comes with, you know, the goal setting for you, the goal setting for your dogs, a mid month check-in to kind of like reassess what you're going through, see if anything needs to change up. Uh, and then a mid or, and then an end reflection. So kind of reflect on your month as a whole, see what was good, see what was challenging, see what you may have to work on next month kind of thing. So six months worth of that. And that's where you could like really get into the supplementary things for your intention. So if you say like, I want to be more like I, I'm more patient with my dog. I feel like that's a, an, a really good intention. Um, or I want to be more patient as a person and also with my dog. That's definitely me. I'm kind of like you. I will rush from thing to thing. Um, and I try to fit in as much as I can into a day. So being patient is my intention. My goal for month one might be, I want to have like a five minute block every time before I take my dog on a walk so that we're not in a rush. And that could help me be more patient. And so that's kind of like a tangible thing that you can track for month one. Month two, it might be different, but it could go back to supporting your intention. It doesn't have to be that way. That's just like a really good example of how having that intention can help you form really good goals. Because sometimes setting goals for yourself can be kind of hard. Setting goals for the dogs, you know, you could be like, I want them to learn X, Y, and Z tricks and earn their title and do all of this cool stuff. For yourself, it's it's a lot harder. And this journal is meant to focus on the human behind the dog, on the dog owner. So then it goes into the beef of the journal and the journal is broken down into 10 emotions that dog owners face. There are five more negative. I, I put air quotes because sometimes it's not great to associate uh, feelings with, you know, good or bad, but five more negative um, feelings, five more positive feelings. So these feelings are frustrated, anxious, guilty, alone, and misunderstood, unmotivated. And then the five more positive ones are vulnerable, joyful, motivated, appreciative, and grateful, and brave. Uh, I've I've come to know that brave can also double as proud, which is pretty cool. The prompts are broken down based on the feelings. And so then each entry, so you would grow, go to the feeling that you're having, then it would work you through a set of five to six prompts based on that feeling. 
And, you know, some work to reorient your mindset, some work to reminisce on the great day that you had with your dog, some work to like kind of give you a game plan. Like if you're feeling frustrated, let's like find, find out what's causing this frustration and see if we can break the pattern. If you're feeling like motivated, let's come up with the game plan on what you're going to do and make sure that you're not not overworking yourself, but you're still going to get to that goal. If you're feeling vulnerable, like that's such a feeling that I don't feel like people really know what it feels like sometimes. Like vulnerable is one of those things where it's like, am I feeling vulnerable or is this like something else? Or like, should I just push it to the side? (laughs) Could also be like brave sometimes. Right. Right. Yeah. And so um, really just like taking in that feeling, taking the time to let yourself feel the feeling and navigate you through with the prompts to to either get you to a better place or to just help you reminisce on the good things that have happened. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's really cool that it encompasses both good and bad feelings. Uh, and you know, the initial reason that I made this was to help myself, or this was for my past self with Layla, because it's something that I really could have utilized during the, especially like the first year that I was like really getting into training her and like working through a lot of her reactivity and building her relationship. And I wish I would have had something like this to one, like capture capture how I was feeling and like kind of keep a log of of different things, like more in depth. But to also like, there were so many times that I would push my feelings away, mm-hmm. like shove them aside. And like, then, you know, something that was frustrating me would continue to frustrate me over months and months and months. And I just would keep pushing it to the side. And I wasn't taking the time to actually like figure out why is this frustrating me so much? Or like, why do I care so much about Layla being perfect? Well, it's because I needed to look and seem perfect. You know what I mean? Um, so once I really got into journaling, like specifically about Layla, I was able to uncover a lot of these things. And the cool thing is, is that I tried to make this well, and I did make this not specifically just for reactive dog owners. I took it like I, I went in with the intention that I wanted every dog owner to be able to use this it sounds like you've made this. It's so accessible to people, like whether they do have reactivity issues or if they're just working. I mean, we should all be working on some kind of training or even if your goal is just to like have more fun, like have more dog joy in your life. Right. You know, it sounds like anyone could use it. And I also am just here as I'm hearing you talk about it. It sounds like it'd be so great for business owners too, because you might get frustrated with things in your business. Um, or you might have moments that you're really proud of yourself um, and you're not really celebrating those. And um, so it sounds like just, I don't know. I always think that if we could just do everything in our life, the way that we do things with our dogs, <laughs> uh, that we would be a lot better off. And it sounds like this journal would kind of like encourage people to do that. Yes, totally. And I think a lot of people like push aside their feelings so much. That's why it starts with the, for all the prompts start with for when you're feeling whatever. So for when you're feeling frustrated, for when you're feeling joyful, for when you're feeling brave. Um, And then the prompts go off of that. And a lot of these prompts, they are 
centered for dog owners. Like they're, they're made for dog owners. Um, but they can, you know, you could twist the words and replace dog with business or dog with child or, you know, dog with work, husband, et cetera. But I have found that so many people, you know, they care about their dog so much or they care about their child so much, their fur baby or, you know, their skin baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, a lot of people, you know, don't have uh, have kids and they have dogs. So they care about their dog so much, just as much as somebody would care about their their child. And they want to be their best for their dog. So putting it into like the, the you're like you're almost doing this for your dog to kind of like start you out. It's like and, a good gateway drug yes. to get people journaling about the yes. dog. Yes. But then they're really gonna think about their own feelings. Exactly. Exactly. Uh it's yeah, the gateway drug. That's totally what it is. <laughs> so I I've seen like this intense need for like emotional intelligence and empathy and like just getting to know your feelings better as a society. And I feel like this is a really good way to kind of get people in as a community. So the community being dog owners, but then it can grow into this like bigger mission of helping people understand mental health as a whole. Yeah. And I I think just, you're doing such an amazing work, just like showing people that you don't have to be perfect because I think, especially as women, a lot of us have struggled with perfectionism. uh, And it just seems to be something that our society has taught us all as young girls that you got to be perfect. Yeah. You know, you got to look perfect. You got to act perfect. You got to do everything perfect. And um, I'm really just so excited to see that things are shifting and people are stepping up people like you. Uh, And I also want to point out you know, before you created your journal, you also had some other products and like one of your shirts says bad dog mom. And (laughs) I just love that so much. How did you come up with that saying? Well, that's actually kind of mocking the people on Instagram and social media that call you a bad dog mom for whatever reason. Um, whether it be what you feed your dog, how you train your dog, if you crate them, if you don't, if you take them to X, Y, and Z, if you take them to the dog part, if you don't, like whatever, whatever it is, like people will always have opinions and they'll call you a bad dog mom. So that was the the pun for that. That was the joke. So it's more about embracing that. Like this is what I think is best for my dog and I'm going to do it. And put that on a really cool looking badass shirt (laughs) with a cool design um, to remind people that like they're, they're doing the right thing for their dog. They chose that they, they took into consideration all the options and they know what they're doing and to feel empowered, even though they're getting those comments on the internet. (laughs) Well, it reminds me of that movie, um, Bad Moms Club or Bad Moms Christmas is the one I have. I, I saw actually a really good Christmas movie. Um, and it's just like, okay, this is how people really are. And um, especially the Christmas version of that movie, it's like, you know, we don't want our Christmas decorations to be perfect. We want to have it be imperfect and messy. And we want to have fun and create memories with our family uh, and not have to be like rushing around and hosting these perfect parties and doing all these perfect photo shoots. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think it's like, I think obviously, I mean, that's a big Hollywood movie that people found very relatable. 
So we need to translate that to the dog space. Yes, I I totally agree. And I think just embracing some of these different things, uh, whether it be comments on Instagram or just embracing the feelings that you're having uh, can really make a difference, get to know yourself a little bit better and to make impactful change in your own life. Yeah. Well, so Caroline, you've done so much work, obviously, with Layla and with yourself. And then you've also built this platform over the past couple of years that includes your podcast and and these products and everything. I wanted to ask you what you've, I love asking people this question is like, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you were started? And and for you, I think that could apply to dog momming. It could also apply to to building an online community. Um, What are your thoughts on that? So this goes back to something that I said earlier in the podcast. And I I think I mentioned like being in a rush and being patient. Uh, So that's definitely an intention that I have had for myself for this past year, especially. And it applies to so much more than dog ownership. Uh, You know, even with the business that I've created, there were times that I would rush through things just to get it done. And, you know, that maybe because I thought it should be out by a certain time or like I felt pressure to get it out there before somebody else steals it or something like that. And I I learned that doing it in its own pace and its own time is so much better. Uh, I feel like with the journal, I could have put it out six months ago if I really wanted to, but I it would have been rushed and it wouldn't have been in the way that I really, really wanted it to. It wouldn't have had all the the love that has went into it. Uh, instead, it came out six months later and I feel like it's perfect. Um, same thing for Layla. Hey, you wait know, a second. Were... Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what we're trying not to be. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, that's so funny, but <laughs> I do feel like it's perfect. I feel that's like okay. there's nothing I'll, wrong with that's it. That's okay. You can say that. I'll let you say it. <laughs> um, same thing for Layla. There were definitely times that I was trying to rush to get her to learn certain things so we could be, you know, at the same level as some of these other dogs that I was seeing on Instagram. And like, it just wasn't worth it, nor was it practical because I was comparing her to dogs that were two or three years older than her thinking that she should be able to do all the same tricks as them Mm -hmm. and or go all the same places as them and it's just like no like that's not good because you're just putting extra pressure you're rushing through things like taking a lot of like side hacks to get there it's just like not the right way to do it or it's not the fair way to do it Um, And that's like a big thing that I've learned is just to be patient and that things will come with time and that you can't control everything. It sounds a little bit too like enjoy the journey. Yes. Not not rush towards the destination. Right. Yeah. Yeah, You might might end up at a better destination. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this episode comes out in January. So it's perfect time for people who are wanting to set some intentions for the new year, set some goals. So where can they go to find this fabulous new journal? Uh, you can find it on dogmommentality.com. That's all one word. And you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, social media, wherever 
at dog mom mentality. And you also have a podcast. Oh, and a too. podcast. Yes. <laughs> and a podcast, uh, which is also dog mom mentality. Yes. So everyone go find Caroline, um, DM her and tell her that you don't feel so alone um, yes. <laughs> because she's really creating great content out there. And um, I'm excited to check out this journal. It sounds really awesome. So thank you for sharing your, your story. And um, I hope a lot of people feel like they can relate to this. Yeah, thanks. There is a ebook, a hardbound and a spiral version of the journal. So you can get whichever one suits your needs. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being on the show. Yeah, thanks, Tori. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode. Send me a note on Instagram at wherewagrepeat or find even more women petpreneurs to connect with in our private Facebook group, called Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs. If you want to dig into more episodes, resources to grow your business, or find a link to something we discussed, it is all right there for you at wearwagrepeat.com. I'll see you back here next Wednesday for a fresh conversation.